0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I'm your host, Jones. Uh, I want to thank all the new listeners. If you could, please go to whatever listening device you're on, download SoundCloud app. And once you go to the SoundCloud app, you can find my podcast there. You will see all my previous episodes put in the Stakes is High Once you go there, you know, follow, listen to this episode, listen to all my other episodes. Hopefully you enjoy it. To the Apple users, you can go into the podcast application. You can find me there. But you have to put the Stakes is High podcast because if not, you will. There's another Stakes is High podcast when um, I, I don't know what those guys are doing over there, but you have to make sure you put in Stakes is High podcast find me there subscribe you know once i put up a new episode you know your notifications will notify you that i have a new episode out and hopefully you enjoy it all right thank you uh, i want to give a special shout out to nicole muhammad i really really appreciate you taking the time you know welcome first of all i wanted to you know thank you for coming back home you know it was good to see you um, all the way from california Also, I want to thank you for taking out the time to do the podcast, doing an episode with me about the nation of Islam and being Muslim. You know, I think that was a, it's very, it was very enlightening to hear some of the things about, you know, the nation and especially being a, you know, a woman within the nation of Islam. So uh, thank you for that, you know, with especially being a sensitive time, you know, with, you know, the Muslim faith, you know, what's going on in our society. So. Be safe out there. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully you'll come back once you come back to Indiana within the next couple of years. Or however soon you come back, we can do another episode. So thank you, everybody. Please go listen to that that episode. It was a great episode. We had fun. And it was good just hearing about her faith. All right? Thank you, Nick, once again. This week I have a good friend of mine here. Um, ladies are coming on my podcast now. Usually I have all the fellas. So I, know I have another female guest here uh good friend I just kind of became friends with her just you know due to the podcast I've you know gained a few friendships just because of people become you know telling me how much they appreciate the podcast and once again I always like putting uh people who listen on just because I think everyone has a story that they can tell so this individual um you know became you know told me that she appreciated and it inspired her a lot to basically not only with my podcast and just start tuning into podcasts, I think she's going to start doing her own podcast, right? Yes. Okay.
1: (laughs) I've been wanting to do one. All right.
0: So, yeah, we got to look out for that. I'm going to keep the pressure on, and hopefully she gets it in. You know, I'm not a podcaster out here who hates on other podcasts. I love to listen to – listen, it's an hour long and if with you listening to my podcast for an hour that's an hour out your day that means there's other podcasts out there and it's just about inspiration and just people having different stories i don't even care people say i don't want to you know help promote someone in the same lane of my that i'm in i don't understand that so but anyway i'm going to keep the pressure on her and hopefully she'll get it up with her her and her partner i think it, it sounds like it's going to be interesting um this person uh they have a great story i wanted to you know she started telling me some of her story and i was like yo we have to put this on an episode but uh let me quit talking about her and introduce her uh kelly what's going on
1: hello thank you for having me
0: this is kelly campbell i had a kelly just on i called her k dot so we're gonna call you kelly kc okay That's right,
1: cool. kc
0: i like making them nicknames how that's you doing fine. i'm good um uh, what's going to be the name of your podcast you know yet?
1: Um, I don't We've know. We've few. kicked around some ideas, all but...
0: Right. And what's your, uh, your, your co-host? What's her name?
1: Her name is Lucy. Shout out, She's Lucy. She's like a old uh, co-worker of mine, but we just vibed, and I'm a podcast junkie, because I'm at my computer all day, yeah. so I love podcasts, and so...
0: I appreciate you taking and, you know, listening to my episodes. I really, I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I like them. They're good.
0: Cool. Um... Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. I guess we, you know, a lot of people probably listen, probably already know you, but I guess the listeners who don't, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, I'm a graphic designer. I've been a graphic designer now for, gosh, 16 years. Um, So I'm pretty much at a desk all day. Um, So that's one thing that I do listen to podcasts pretty much all day long, Um, music, um, podcasts, um, I have two kids, um, 10 years apart, boy and a girl. Uh, the girl is the oldest and I am a G because I'm too young to go by anything else. <laughs> um, I cannot add mall to that. Um, so I have a granddaughter, uh, Denny. Cute little girl. Cute little girl. Yes. I love her. She's awesome. Mm-hmm um so that pretty much sums me up grew up in gas city um kind of born and raised here um work in muncie but um really have never left
0: cool um yeah it's funny i just had chance on he's from gas city so yeah uh, um
1: he's a lot yeah i don't know him personally
0: I, a lot younger than you yeah okay. i mean
1: not a whole lot Look. <laughs> very slightly actually very slightly silly
0: <laughs> um well, I guess, I help people understand, what is the, I guess, when you look at Gas City, how can you explain Gas City, as far as, you know, the dynamic of Gas City, the makeup?
1: Um, I think it has changed a lot since when I was a kid. Um, my dad was born and raised in Gas City. My mom um mainly Muncie or mainly Marion. She was um, born in Muncie but grew up in Marion, so um but my dad was born and raised in Gas City, so um but it changed a lot. Um when I was a kid, um it was very much uh um more white. Um there wasn't a lot of um diversity there at all. Mm-hmm. Um and i think a lot of people it um, had a reputation a little bit um, i think it's changed a lot through the years where like now the schools and i mean we have a lot of teachers um, we have a lot of teachers that are black we have i mean the as far as the student body i mean it's definitely not completely diverse but it's a lot more diverse than it was i mean when i was growing up it was you know, not very many.
0: Right. I, I think my, my experience with Gas City, I guess, you know, when I was in high school, um, Coach Colescott was our assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time we were uh, we were having – we were we were warming up before practice. And it just so happened that all the white guys that are on one side and all the black guys are on the other side. It, it had nothing to do with – I think it was just that, you know, I, that's who we hung around with. Mm-hmm. So when we – Scott came out and I wonder he was standing in the middle of the court and he was just looking at both sides. I'm paying attention to him. I'm like, what is he doing? So him being from gas city. Right. So he blew the whistle and he he yelled at us, you guys get over here. So I'm like, and we looking like what we do? You know? So uh, he was like, you know, he, he 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 told he told us what he noticed. And we didn't like I said, it was just a thing that we both we were all it was just like, hey, I hung with them. They hung with me. We were we were shooting around with the people we hung with. Right. And it just so happened to be all black on one side, all white on the other. And he told us of a time, and of course, this is he's a little older, but, you know, and it's always been rumored. I didn't know how true it was, but he confirmed it, that before, once you came into Gas City, because the separation of Marion and Gas City is basically, you know, just, it's a road that you go down that basically right. you enter Gas City. So um, there was a sign, it was like, no blacks after dark. You know, and I was just like, what? You know, and so he just kind of went into this, you know, I have a dream speech with, you know, all of us. And we were young kids. You know, we were high school kids. We didn't pay no attention to it. But, you know, it kind of confirmed that, you know, that urban legend that there was a sign, no blacks after eight or something like that. I'm like, man, that's crazy. So, yeah, you're right. I go to Gas City now and I've gone to like Lance's and I'm seeing Mm -hmm. in whatever store and I'm seeing black workers. I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, so. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. So, um, but it,
1: yeah, it was, I do think that it was like, it was a lot worse. Like when I was in school, like, I mean, I feel like I was sheltered a lot because I don't remember ever having, um, hearing anything racist or hearing, growing up, knowing that there was any differences. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it wasn't in my world. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like I wasn't I didn't play with other kids or even be around other kids of other cultures. And it wasn't just black culture. I mean, any kids. I mean, Gas City was just pretty oh, white. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. there wasn't <laughs> kids of any other yeah, backgrounds yeah. there, really.
0: It's funny because I have another episode. Everyone listen and go on and listen to this episode. It's called. Um, and what is it called? It's it's one of my earlier episodes. It's called I'm not a racist, butt. And I, I talked to I a, listened to that <laughs> yeah yeah so I talked to an individual um, and he he's from a small town you know all white and his his life he lived and basically has been in a bubble of all white you know his he still lives in a small town and you know we just talk about some of the stereotypes that he that that he had and it's a pretty good listen so go listen to that episode I, I am a racist no I'm not a racist but that's what it says so that's the episode name so check it out um yeah it's 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 crazy it's crazy so he come from a small town almost like gas city i think it was sweets or converse is where he from which is yeah. right outside of marion one of those two one of those yeah. cities so a, a, a basically a smaller all-white town that so.
1: one was a hard one for me to listen to <laughs> Yeah, I, I understand that but i also think that um, people have a choice to grow themselves yeah. and learn and um, educate themselves to be a more open-minded person and to learn about other people and you know it's better for the world like I think people have that choice you, just because what you grow up and even if you're taught something like everybody has their own self-choice yeah
0: for sure I think uh, you're absolutely right you know but I, I think I I tried to understand it because if an individual is living in a bubble, his mom and dad live in a bubble, he lives in a bubble, he's raising his kids in that same bubble, that's what you're safe, that, that's their safety zone. I mean, it doesn't make it right, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of individuals out there who, who are afraid to get cultured. Think about some people that's in your own town who's never been on a plane, and they're adults, you know? So it's, it, it's, it's real, it was interesting, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, why, I guess why I ask you that, because you do have interracial kids.
1: Yes, I have two biracial
0: kids. I mean, I said interracial biracial interracial yeah. relationship to have yeah. biracial kids. <laughs> yeah, thanks for correct. I I say,
1: I say biracial. So, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, but you you so you you had an interracial relationship. Being from, how was that? You know, first of all, before you even um, before you even brought kids into the kids into the world, how was the interracial relationship? Did you hide it, or was it just kind of like?
1: Um, to be honest, uh, when it began, I didn't know that I needed to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it would be an issue, um, but it, it was an issue. Okay. Uh, so then things did become, I snuck around and, um, you know, I did hide. And, you know, because I didn't feel, I didn't grow up. My, I never grew up with hearing that anything was wrong with, um, dating outside my race. So I didn't feel that, um, in my opinion, I was doing anything that I shouldn't be allowed to do.
0: Um, let me ask you a question before you go on, because I think we're, I think us as blacks, and let me speak for myself, I guess, from my, from my, from my perspective, Hey, it's Fourth of July out right here. We hear some fireworks in the background, so <laughs> this is this is all live, real conversation. <laughs> but anyway, from my you know from my understanding, I've always I've always perceived like um, let's just say now who well first of all who did you have the problem with? Was it with your father or your mother or just your family? Period. Well,
1: let me give you let me give you a little bit of background about. Well, well,
0: well let me ask you before we go there because I okay. want you to go there. Okay. Let me tell you how I've always and maybe other Black people have perceived this okay so who who was your who who did you have the problem with because you brought home a black man or you were dating a black guy um it was
1: both Both. okay yeah
0: so my perception of this is when i see that someone who who may have who may disagree with interracial relationship because i'm not going to call them racist or prejudiced Mm -hmm. not yet Mm because i don't know the story right but I've always been under the assumption that they raise their kids to say, hey, we don't want to ever see you with a black guy. Is that not true? Is, did that not happen with you? No.
1: See, that's interesting.
0: All. See, I've always thought that I've always thought maybe when we had this conversation, you were going to let me know your dad told you from an early age when you started dating. Hey, I don't want to see you with any black guys. Absolutely. Never. OK. All right. Never. See, that's that's I mean, thank you. I, I You know, mean, you know what I mean? I've always thought that was the case. Not not, and then I'm sure that that is the case some places and that happens. Maybe
1: but I never heard anything I never even heard anything racial racially derogatory in my in my home ever. Okay. 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 Until
0: that's (laughs) it until it was
1: brought home. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't I never heard anything racially derogatory. You oh
0: know, at all. OK. All right. Sorry to cut you off. I no, do that you're a lot good. on my podcast. We cut people off. No, it's a nah. good combo. <laughs> it's
1: good questions to ask, though. Because- yeah,
0: because I wanted to know that, because like I said, we've I've always been under the perception and I'm sure it happens, you know, but it's interesting to hear you say that that wasn't the case with you. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, what I mean, because I've always just thought people raise their kids to hate that you know people that who were who who were racist or prejudiced, and i'm sure there's a lot of that that goes on but it's good to hear that you didn't hear that but they still had a problem with it so i guess like you were going to like give me some of the background you said you was going to give me some background
1: okay um my parents um i grew up in a very traditional home catholic parents um my mom was the school nurse. Um, my dad was mailman and uh, was on the school board. So um, they were married their whole lives, like very traditional. And my family, like I, I really have a wonderful family. Like my entire family's, like extended family. Everything was really always wonderful. And um, like great childhood, like everything was good. Like my parents, had a great marriage like there wasn't anything you know I don't have any like you know I don't have any like dark things that happen in my life that you know I'm just trying to lay down I mean I'm not saying everything was always perfect in my life but I'm saying I had a good childhood
0: so you guys were like a a television television family just you know, just working hard, you know, everybody's, you know, just.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was really blessed with blessed. a okay. good family. Yeah, right, right. like I had good parents that really, like my dad really loved and respected my mom. and. So did and you guys all sit down
0: and eat dinner at the same time? Every night. Like
1: <laughs> we didn't go out to eat. Like it's not something we did. Um That's why I look at my kids like you guys are spoiled <laughs> because like it was a big deal to go out to eat. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Like I so had a that mom was the, that cooked basically dinner. Basically your background. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So how did they, or whoever found out first that you were dating a black guy? Tell me that.
1: Uh, I can't remember how, like, exactly, like, how that started. Um, I mean, I think I had friends who, um, you know, it, Dated outside the race. The thing was, you know, we would hang out and marry um a lot. Like, it really was just sort of like hanging out and like, then like liking someone just like normal teenagers. Like,
0: so you me, didn't care. You was just like, oh, I like this guy.
1: Yeah, to me, it, and I, I honestly at the time it didn't ever cross my mind that it would ever be a thing. Right. Um. I guess I was probably. Mm, about 15, 16, maybe. Um, but I I will say um, maybe, you know, I'm not going to say that all of it, like some of the guys that I maybe um, liked or weren't like the best guys at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the issue wasn't always um, – the issue not. was more – I, I mean, maybe the issue was a little bit about who they were, but more so, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't like I had a serious relationship at that age, you know, I really didn't have anything serious going on. I was just a kid, you know?
0: So how that, so the, how did it go? So, I mean, as far as you said, you can't remember how they found out, but when they found out, how, how was that conversation?
1: um i mean i remember there being a conversation of um just saying like you know you can date who you want but don't have children because you're gonna make it hard for them and I so re-
0: they were cool with you dating they were just like you didn't want you to have a kid
1: but not really because i <laughs> like i wasn't allowed to have any like guys over like I mean my boyfriends or whoever I talked to like it really wasn't okay cool like yeah. you know it, it really wasn't
0: so they probably was more so looking at it like hey just go ahead and have fun date and you think do you think it was do you think it was because of their their reputation and how people were going to look at them and stuff like that because you know like you said being from small town and they seem like they were very active and now they have a daughter who is dating a black guy which isn't which isn't the norm in gas city at that time
1: yeah i think at that time that could have had something to do with it because it wasn't necessarily um acceptable like it it really wasn't something that was very common at that time and i think that more i think more especially for my mom i really do think that she believed it would be um a hardship on on the child, um, because I think she felt she had seen kids um, grow up um, being biracial.
0: Having the struggles of, am I black or if I'm white? Right.
1: But to me, and I know circumstances like that, but to me, those issues are more an issue when the a biracial child is only raised by one race and the other side of the They're family not getting balance yeah they don't yeah, have the balance yeah, of sure. who they are yeah for sure I, so i think that that's more of that issue mm-hmm. um in my opinion i okay. guess yeah yeah i mean
0: no i mean I, I think you're absolutely right on that i think i mean you got messed up people who's all all white messed up people who's all black but yeah, yeah i think you do i think when you look at the biracial biracial you know I, I think you're, you're right on that. You have to have the balance because now you, you, are, you are black and you are white. And I think you, you have to, first of all, accept both cultures because that's what you are. And if you're not having, if you're all being raised by all the white culture, you know, it's kind of hard to try to relate and understand your black culture or, or, or the other way around. And it's the same thing goes as a mother, a mother raising a son. You Know they have to have yeah. that dad to balance, you know, there's no difference there of understanding and invite you know, mom and dad, whatever it is, or a man and a woman balancing that child out. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the case. Um, but fast forward, let's go. So, date whoever you want, but just don't get pregnant,
1: You're right? <laughs>
0: then you come home. I mean, I was, <laughs> I mean, there,
1: I wilded out, like, I'm not gonna say I wasn't, uh, I wasn't like, I was pretty wild kid. Like I got in some trouble yeah, and yeah, yeah. but you know nothing, I did some things but I wasn't like terrible. I think the they probably was of, cool
0: with you staying out late breaking curfew, but now you come home, I'm pregnant. Yes.
1: <laughs> well it really didn't go down like that. I was just crying and my mom pretty much went through the whole gamut of all what could be going on. Okay. And then the final obvious was Are you pregnant? And I just shook my head. Yes. Mm. Now, granted, this was her is.
0: So, but did she know you had a boyfriend at the time? Yes. Uh, and it was, okay. Yes.
1: Now, Uh-oh. granted, this is my senior year of high school. Right. This is Christmas break when I tell her. And I had already been accepted to Ball State, to IU. Like, I was on my way to college. Mm. So it was, you know. It was a life-changer in, in a lot of ways. And um, also, my boyfriend was younger than me, and um, so I'm 17.
0: So there's a lot of factors that went in with this other than I'm just pregnant by a black guy. There was other factors that went along in with the, a lot of the different...
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, no college. He's younger than you. How's he going to raise his kid? How You know, right. and you're a kid, you know, so, yeah, most definitely. So you did so they, obviously they had to get over it because you stayed with them did they did you continue to live with them as you were pregnant and everything or how they um
1: i stayed there so my mom told my dad i just didn't have the nerve to do it, mm-hmm. um, it i was always a daddy's girl so it was um, for now i can see it a lot differently but at the time it was painful um he took down all my pictures, and um, he didn't talk to me anymore. For how long? Um. Well, I stayed until I graduated from high school, and um, I probably this is like uh, one of the probably most pivotal moments. Um, it was hard uh, my graduation my dad was um on the school board so he gave me my diploma oh man but we hadn't been talking and i leaned in to give him a hug and he turned away Ooh. and that just oh that killed me like i just cried like it was hard um but i went ahead i graduated uh from high school i had my graduation party and was he there um yeah he was in my
0: because he still was in he probably still had to stay in representative like you know although he was having issues at home but still people yeah, were coming. I mean
1: I always knew my dad loved me like the whole time like I never doubted how much he loved me I just knew that I had disappointed him you know okay. cause I was, I was like my dad's like I was a big daddy's girl and um so I mean it, it really broke our relationship but um And during that time when we weren't talking you know I heard him and my mom talk and and him would say thing he would say things not knowing I would hear him like uh, we're gonna end up having to raise this baby and um, his actual like the things that he said actually I mean it's the best thing he could have done because it was like I'm like hard-headed I'm I'm so much like my dad that I was like oh I'm gonna show you like I got you like I'm going to show you, like, I'm going to be the best mom I can be. And um, so with my graduation money, I I got me an apartment with one of my friends. And she actually was pregnant at the same time. And um, so I moved out when I was still pregnant. And I worked. Um, And then when I had her, my dad came to the hospital. Um... He's we still weren't talking, but you know, he was in love with my daughter from the moment she was born. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the love of his life, like, just pure love. Um, he held her everything, but I was like, my mom wanted me to come home so bad to like stay with her, stay with them for a few days, but I was like, no, I. I You know, I was still, I was still proven, like, I gotta, I'm taking her home, you know? And, um, you know, I was still with the dad and, like, I wanted him to be there. And um, at that time, like, it wasn't still all, you know, smoothed out. Like, he was at the birth and his mom and everything. And, you know, she was, he he had a great support system and I did too. Um, It was just our support systems, like... Mine, like, they were there for me, but my dad also, like, those things mi- pushed me to do what I needed to do. Gotcha. You know? um, So it was, like, my daughter was probably about, but like, nothing with her ever. Like, he loved her. They had kept her. um, Nothing. Like, there was, That's like, cool. nothing okay. different between a, a, a grandpa and that baby. But
0: what about you guys' relationship?
1: Uh, It was about four months after I had her.
0: You guys kind of.
1: Me and him stood there. Like, this is the kind of relationship we had. Uh, We were just standing there. Like, I forget exactly what we were doing. I know we were, like, standing in the backyard, and he just said, I'm sorry, and uh, gave me a hug, and, you know, I said, I love you, and that was it.
0: That's cool. That's like,
1: cool. there didn't mean to be anything else because I knew he loved me. And mm-hmm. now having a daughter myself, like, I can really understand just – I think that he saw so much of my dreams, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that – I mean, I think that would be any father, you know? Yeah. So, so okay. So, love the, love, love the grandkid, which, which usually happens a lot. You have, you have a, a person who, you know, doesn't really see – they have a problem with race, and then, you know, it goes into when it, when you have... When it's th- a part of
1: you, it changes. It changes, yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. So, fast forward, we have your you get pregnant again.
1: Oh, no, there's a, a story in between this. Uh-oh. uh okay. Because something that happened, like, I just feel like full circle, uh I think that I... It was so meant for me to have her, like God meant for me to have Aubrey. Um, Because when she was two years old, uh, her dad had her. Um, We had a little apartment and I was working and her dad had her and he calls me and is like, something's wrong with her. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, she's just like shaking uncontrollably. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, we'll call an ambulance. So he calls an ambulance. I'm like frantic, I just leave. I get there and she's having a a seizure. Okay. So they uh, take her, take her to the ambulance. We get to the hospital and like half her body is in like paralysis. Mm. And um, so they're like, we gotta keep her for observation or whatever. And um, so then my dad comes to visit her and I had went home to get a shower because I was in my work clothes and came back, but he was acting weird. And I was like, why, why are you acting weird? Like I was like, let me have a comb so I can like brush your hair. You know,
0: your dad is acting weird.
1: Yeah. My dad's just acting strange. Like, like he's not like, he can't hear me or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, he has a grandma seizure at the hospital, like Mm. after they leave. Mm. And, so why I'm in the hospital like I don't even know this is going on he's in the emergency room and they are getting ready to lifeline him Whoa. because they don't know they find a mass on his brain mm. and I'm up there with my two-year-old daughter and the priest comes and my sister's like bawling and I'm like she's all right like why are you crying and um, she's like it's dad like They don't know if he's going to make it, you know. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. So then I got to go down and like kind of like because everybody's leaving then. You know, of course, they're going and I got to stay there to to stay with my child. And um, then it turns out he um, had a brain tumor at
0: 48. Dang. Okay.
1: So but I just, you know, the fact that both of them had a seizure on that day. And if he would have been any other place, he wouldn't. Yeah. probably made it mm, you know
0: mm, okay
1: so um he made he you know had surgery and everything, and I mean he never he had to go through um i mean it was like being a newborn baby again, um he was a much different um person, but it just Aubrey became like his whole world like i mean they their bond was so tight like. I have so many pictures of the two of them like I just because she was the only grandchild until my son was born that you know that was so such a big part of his life and you know when you're young like obviously when I got pregnant we had no idea that his life would be cut so short Mm -hmm. Um, but she was just such a big part of his life that's cool yeah that's cool
0: so uh did he how was the relationship with the father your the father of your your kids how was the relationship with him and the dad did they have one or
1: um yeah, that got better, better? Okay. um i did we did have another child um yeah, so let's go to the yeah let's yeah go to the like room. we we stayed together um on and off fourteen years and um then we had a son and um that was my parents' second grandchild okay. So um that was my dad's first grandson. Um but this time my dad was really really sick. Um but he did get to know them um a little bit. But like he knew Aubrey the clo- like they were the closest, yeah, know you know. Uh-huh. I mean, he would go to her events with a chemo pack on like I mean he didn't miss a thing no matter how sick he was no matter how um bad he felt um he was just always Mm -hmm. there and then of course like she's like the apple of my mom's eye i mean i just think it becomes full circle that you know something that you might not think um you might not be happy about in that moment or can become such a blessing in your life like I mean, I just can't even imagine, like, she brought so much joy in my dad's life for those 12 years that he yeah. had, you know. Yeah,
0: you know, it's, it's and, I, and that's where I guess I was going to go to, you know. I wonder, did he ever communicate with you or had, did your mother, you know, has your mother ever talked to you about, you know, the perception that they had before this? I know he apologized, but was it ever an open conversation of saying, you know, I'm glad... You know, I open my eyes to this, you know, I don't think like that anymore as far as when it came to, you know, just because a kid, just because oh, the father's yeah. going to be black, you know, they had, you've had that conversation.
1: Um, more so with my mom, like okay. my mom was like, is, is definitely like, I, anybody that you date makes me happy. Like, yeah, That's she doesn't dope. like, and I think that my whole entire extended family, but, um, I don't know how they felt. Like there was never anything that anyone else said to me in my family. Right. Um. Um. But you know, nobody ever made me feel bad as far as outside of my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, as far as like outside of like my parents were the ones that like no one in my extended family.
0: Not not to your face, at least. No, not to my face, (laughs) ever,
1: you know. Yeah. And my kids were always accepted and loved, you know. Right. It it was never a thing. And, yeah, now my mom would, I mean, she really has no, I think that it was just a matter of the fear of the unknown more than anything.
0: Yeah, and and like I said earlier, you know, I think it's just the thing is, if you're living in a bubble and you stay in that bubble, Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have to make the choice to come out of it and say, hey, I want to get more cultured. I want to I want to experience different cultures. And through those experiences, you're like, man, you know, these stereotypes are wrong. Yeah. But then some people are forced out of that bubble, like your father and your mother were because you got pregnant. And now it's right. like, whoa, I have to love these grandkids because they're my grandkids. These are a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And you like then they, they're probably like, you know, what? I don't care what color they are. I don't care that they're half black you know i'm gonna just love them mm-hmm. you know kind of like you know you said your father just it, it turned oh my you gosh you know <laughs> uh, everything yeah. he
1: i mean she was his world like she was that's cool he changed around man shout out oh, to him yeah. and your
0: mother that's that's dope because some people i've heard and i literally i i, I promise man i, I talked to this girl this has been years ago but um she her her father was very racist mm-hmm. and you know i guess when you raise your kids with hate you know a lot of, or whatever you tell your kids not to do they're gonna end up trying it so she she started dating a black guy she was dating this white guy before she started dating a black guy she broke up with the white guy he was abusive uh physically and mentally mm-hmm. so he, she left him you know whatever uh got with this black guy black guy was treating her well you know um uh, mm-hmm. Once the father found out, you know disowned her, she you know she ended up having a grandkid or a kid, you know he disowned her, had nothing to do with the grandkid, and before she even got pregnant, the stepmom came to her and said, "Hey, why don't you you know your dad and I you know why don't you start dating, dating the white guy she was dating before the black guy now, the black guy's treating her good, right. this white guy who was physically and mentally abusive to your to your daughter." And you rather, you hate black people that much. You rather her be with th- that, that that's guy. Someone abusing yeah. her, right. Isn't that crazy? That hate is that deep. Yeah, that's because terrible. Because of, a, you know, because of a skin, you know, color of a skin. You know, it's crazy. So, now nah, man, I'm really glad you shared that story. That's, that was, uh, you know, that's yeah. interesting to see that side of it. Someone is going through the experience of it.
1: Yeah, I think that people got to, you might not always understand everything that, you um, people go through but um, I think that a lot of healing came from it and I do think that um, I mean my mom even says now like I mean I don't think she had a lot of faith in my children's father and when we were young but I mean he he was a teenager you know Um, but she even says like you know he really you know proved me wrong, that's cool, you know that's cool, and because
0: she probably was just hearing a lot of the stereotypes, and that's what people go off of a lot of times of
1: yeah, I know. mean, I think the age and everything yeah, and it. but i mean i'm I'm really proud because both of my kids um I mean they are with the same father, so but his family is like my kids are really i feel like they did get the well roundness as far as who they are because mm-hmm. uh, they're very close with their dad's side of the family and my side so i feel like as far as like how biracial children can have that torn feeling and that was something that was important to me that i didn't want them to ever have is i wanted them to always feel whole That's no bad. matter what and be feel good in their own skin, you know?
0: You know, what's interesting, um, I I have have one of my, you know, I I write down like a lot of things that I want to talk about on my podcast. And, uh, you know, I try to have a well-rounded mutiless and I try to have episodes on, Mm -hmm. you know, a a lot of different topics. But uh, one of the topics that I did want to talk about is, and I wanted to have uh, a biracial um, uh, male and female on, Mm -hmm. and just talk about their experience in life, just what they've had to go through. You know, because I think when you look at when you look at the, you know, a mixed kid biracial, you know, when it's black and white, I think, you know, the struggles of that in our society is so different than what, like, I would say another, you know, two other cultures coming together and having, you know, so that black and white is like because you do have to balance the extremes of yeah. one side white, one side being black. So, I, you know. To be continued. Hopefully, I can get you know yeah. a couple of people. I have a couple people in my idea. I think that'd be good for it. So, but yeah, I like to do that because I mean, you're raising those. You you have to deal with that now. You know. Well, like, and
1: I have one that my oldest, my daughter, went through the Marion school system yeah. because I was really concerned about uh, her having issues in school as far as racism and all of that. And then um, my son is at Miss Senwal, so. Mm-hmm. And he has been at Miss Well since kindergarten, um, so it is kind of, uh, and I chose that for different reasons, um, but it is a lot more diverse. Even even though more diverse than her, they're ten years difference, but yeah. the diversity is more. And,
0: uh, and the good thing is too, there's, there, their their dad side of the family is involved, so that that helps. A right? Lot. Yeah, I mean, like so. his
1: dad's at everything that he's yeah, at, cool. every game, everything. So. You know, he's never feeling like... And, and there are other kids that are biracial mm. or other kids that are 100% black or kids that are other ethnicities, yeah, too. Yeah, I sure, mean, there's Asian sure. kids. There's there's all different races, more so now. Right, right. A lot more than when I <laughs> yeah, went there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. we couldn't even have... There was a time, like, when we... Like, I went to the prom. Um, we could not even take... I mean, they made it so we couldn't take... Uh, anyone from other schools because it really it meant be, yeah, you no couldn't black take fan. black guys because they couldn't tell if the white people were from other yeah, schools and
0: i remember we were celebrating martin luther king day and y'all yeah over there they wouldn't celebrate uh, <laughs> i uh-uh. mean i think they do now but or maybe they don't but i don't know i just uh, I, mean, I just no, we, they
1: still go to school but they do talk about it so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: that's yeah, crazy well thank you Thank you. I'm glad job, you, were, you, you, well, you did a good job, man. You you said you were nervous. I am nervous, Before but I want to
1: do this. Cause, yeah. Um, tell me. Yeah.
0: Tell me. Tell me your motivation behind doing it. What do you What are your? what is your show going to be about? And uh, what, do, um, what, do you, what do you think right now? I know you guys are kind of still in the talks of it. But
1: yeah, well, me and her like, I mean, I imagine it's I mean, we're kind of we kind of riff off each other. We're kind of I feel like it'll be a little more comedic and uh, probably a lot female oriented but Mm. um i'm not sure where i hope to get going like soon i'm not sure what the name's going to be we're still kind of up in the air Uh, but we've been talking about doing it for a while since she left because we kind of like miss each other um so it'll be kind of a good thing just for us to be able to like hang out and but we want to have guests and stuff okay. on so you're mm-hmm. gonna have to come yeah, on yeah, you know I'm down. uh but we want to probably talk about like ours is gonna be probably more frivolous and okay. uh talk about um, you know hey
0: real quiet like be quiet for a second casey everybody this is experience that you have in marrying you hear that <laughs> you hear that <laughs> It's real peaceful sometimes. People don't understand trains. A lot of people don't have it. You know, so yeah, it's one of my here. favorite sounds. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, I'm excited for you to do that. I, um,
1: I'm going to have to have you on for controversy.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I'm down for whatever. You
1: know, a man versus female discussion on something.
0: Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, Kelly, thank you again. Um, please, once again, to the new listeners, uh, go to SoundCloud. Uh, download the application. Then you can find me there. Stakes is high podcast, Apple users. Stakes is high podcast. Make sure you put stakes is high podcast. It's on iTunes. You guys listen to me there. Um, eventually I'm gonna get to Google play and everything, but right now, you know, I'm just kind of getting it, trying to simplify it for everyone. I don't, you know, hopefully, you know, soon I'm in advance, you know, I'm new at this. I'm a newbie, but you know, I'm enjoying it. Hopefully you guys are too. Like the episodes, please subscribe. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll get my new content. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Stakes is high podcast. Peace.